in between fantasy football podcast season four let's go baby yeah there was a time i had trouble talking about it congratulate them we know they doubted somehow we made it up out the pit back against the wall never quit traversing through each obstacle show a non-believer what's possible let nothing they could do stand in between me and my wildest dreams let's go and that come at us could come in between life gave me the worst yet my side grew so green we've been down in the dirt been tossed in the trash but i never strayed from my path when we're gone we ain't looking back maybe we were all way too high maybe that's our fault it's gonna be a crazy time but it's gonna be a fun time life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside the box your destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice all right, all right, all right. It is Tuesday, December 27th. We are just mere days away from Fantasy Football Championships and the new year kicking off. Whether you guys are looking forward to kissing a random stranger this upcoming weekend in a bar or whether you're looking forward to uh, kissing a Fantasy Football Championship trophy, the In Between Fantasy Football podcast is going to help you get you there. Your host, Seth Wilcock, back with you. I'm joined by my guy who loves good music, better whiskey, and of course, mediocre tight ends. That's Nate Polvote. And guys, we have Jay Felicio, one half of the FYF crew joining us. Uh, He also hails from the state that is famous for Michael Jordan, Luke Combs, and yes, Nathan Scott as well. Jay, how are you doing today, man? Thank you for joining us after your holiday hangover. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. And um, unfortunately, I'll be kissing um, this championship belt behind me goodbye because I lost in my home league semifinals. So that is going to somebody else. And uh, funny that you said Luke Combs because actually a good friend of mine, well, an acquaintance of mine, I don't want to claim like, oh, we're good friends, but a buddy I knew in high school actually co-wrote the song Hurricane from Luke Combs. They went to college together up in App State and – yeah, they did a whole because uh, it went platinum, and he got this big uh, ceremony here at Town Hall and stuff like that. So uh, Taylor Phillips is his name, but yeah, somebody I knew in high school, a uh, good guy, and um, it's, yeah, so it's just a fun fact for you. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, Luke Combs. That was a song that kind of started his career. So yep. good to hear that Jay has some ties to Mr. Combs. Yep. Not surprised. Nate, how are you doing today, man? How are the holidays? Um, I know the in-laws and they're still lingering around after some flight cancellations. Well, actually, they are at the airport on their way to their gate to a flight that is not going to get canceled because they were smart and they rebooked on an airline that isn't Southwest. What a mess. Like if you've seen the pictures of the airports that was dia they took pictures of that the day they got in which was the 23rd and we're like well that's crazy like usually it's a pretty efficient airport and then come to find out uh their hell was having to stay with us for an extra 24 hours i guess (laughs) no but i wouldn't wish that on on my worst enemy there hey now you don't even know even who i'm playing in the fantasy football championships i wouldn't i wouldn't wish that on them No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure you guys are lovely hosts over there out in Denver. Guys, we are loaded tonight on the IBT podcast. We have headlines of our favorite NFL futures. Temperature check. We're going to tell you who are the fantasy ladders going to get you to the fantasy football promised land this weekend. And who are the shoots, the guys who are going to blow up your roster if you start them. 
We're going to do a New Year's Eve Would You Rather, and then in the scope, Week 17 edition, who are those waiver wire ads that you can add? Put them in your lineup, whether you're competing for a championship, just trying to get a little bit further up in the standings, whatever it may be, we're going to help you out tonight. I do want to welcome in and wish the IBT family a happy New Year's. Looks like we got Toronto Dave back in the chat already. We got Albert. Good evening, IBT. Good afternoon to you, Albert, as well. He's he's loving that Jay's here. He likes and uh, Dave likes the fun fact as well about Luke Combs that that Jay's dropping. So good to. I gotta see say that. this every time I see Dave. Shout out Toronto. That's for you, Dave. Let's go, you. baby. Shout out Toronto. Shout out Canada. We had a new uh, stream audience listener up from Canada on Friday, so I hope he tunes back in as well. If you guys enjoy this type of content, please give us a thumbs up. I know it's super cliche to say, but it really does help us YouTubers get out there a little more in the algorithm. Um, and if you guys are new, please subscribe to the channel. If you enjoy a refreshing take on fantasy football, that's what we do here at IBT Media. While the fantasy football season might be closing just around the door, guys, we do have the back road, which is our NASCAR program kicking off, as well as uh, the 19th hole, which is our PGA and Live Tour program. So we're going to be loaded this off season the ibt podcast we're still going to be rocking with you and if you guys are so kind make sure you are subscribed to front yard fantasy as well they do great work over there so i'm excited to see what they have coming up this off season hopefully some more pub trivia jay um man let me tell you about this pub trivia game you guys were doing (laughs) every time i would be winning or close to winning going into that final question and i never get it right or i don't risk the right amount man so i'm ready to get some w's I'm the one that we will be doing. Uh, might be a little different format, but we will doing be doing some form of pub trivia. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. I would always get thrown off on that last question because I'm the type. I'm going all in every time. I don't care if it's the oh, smart yes. decision, the dumb decision. I'm throwing everything out there every single time. And sometimes and Nate, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So Nate, it's looking like Lucius here. Uh, he booked with Southwest. He's asking for help. So uh, any advice to our guy Lucius here, Nate, he's already well, done the deed. If your flight isn't for like a week or two or longer, you're, you should be fine. But like, they really just screwed up this whole storm. And if it's in the next couple of days, man, I like get on the phone with them. Now I heard that there were three and a half hour lines at DIA today Whew. just to get a changed flight. All right. So people were literally on their imagine. I can't That's... either, especially this time of year, man. Like, well, like being there like with kids or something like that. Like, my God, that would be. A there was a nightmare. family with three kids that had been at the Denver airport for like 36 hours as of yesterday trying to leave. God, I I hope they have some devices and, and they're rocking strong, man. Shout <laughs> and chargers those for those devices. Right. <laughs> Long chargers. They, they need the extensions on those. Guys, let's go ahead and kick off the show with some headline hijinks. Right. So in addition to being right at the foot of the fantasy football championships this week, guys, we're also only two weeks away from the NFL playoffs, which I'm super excited about. Um, We took a look at the future market, whether that was on DraftKings, FanDuel, some of these other smaller sports books that we're using and wanted to see what we could come up with as some of the best bets right now. Of course, we're going to apply that in a funny headline. Um, So, Jay, I want to come to you first, man. What was your overall takeaway first of 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 the future market right now? Looking at at it, I think you you came in on Fanduel here. 
yeah, I came in on FanDuel. Um, we do some some work with FanDuel, so I'm a company man. I'm going to go there first. Um, really, things look kind of chalky, to be honest with you. And I I understand that, you know, Vegas uh, is Vegas for a reason, but, you know, I just felt like it was just a little too chalky. There wasn't that many surprises out there. Uh, there was one that I picked that I was surprised on the odds, and, and we'll get there in just a second. But there, there just wasn't anything that interesting out there. Yeah, that's kind of the conclusion I came to as well, looking over these books. Um, there are some fun ones I think we can still get into a- a- and get some good value on. But right now, the books are sharpening up. I-, I think we really have a good idea who is who in the NFL. So, Jay, I'm going to let you kick it off, man. What was your first headline here, um, either either one of your headlines um, for future markets? So we will go with the first one that I have in the show sheet Headline, Campbell has Detroit feeling mm-mm good. And yes, that is a dad joke. Shout out, Craig, our good friend from Roto Heat. Uh, I picked the Lions make the playoffs. I thought that this was one that really stuck out to me. It's at plus 340. Now they do need some help uh, with this unfortunate loss that they had against the Carolina Panthers. But it's definitely within the realm of possibility the way that they've been playing. Uh, first off, they have to win out, which they're at home versus Chicago this week, which they should be able to do that. And then gets a little tougher at Green Bay, who's also fighting for a playoff spot. Um, But I definitely think that the way that they're playing, this offense is honestly better than Green Bay's offense at this point. And if the defense can do just enough, it's not, you know, this isn't the the Lions of old going up to Lambeau. Um, It would not be a shocker to see them go up and win that game. And then they would need uh, the Washington Commanders to lose one of two between Cleveland and Dallas. And then Seattle to lose one of two. This is the one that's going to be a little harder uh, versus the Jets and the Rams because they both basically – I don't see Washington losing to Cleveland because Cleveland really doesn't have much to play for right now. Uh, They just got eliminated from the playoffs. Dallas, on the other hand, they're playing You know, for seeding. They're playing – I think they're still in the uh, the running for the division title. So that is – you know, that's one I could see them losing. And then Seattle – you know, with Mike White back, I could see him losing to the Jets, but I don't see a situation where they lose to the Rams. It's super interesting here because it's almost like there's two Lions team. There's the one that that we saw at the beginning of the season for that long stretch when they start off, what, one and seven, one and six. Yep. And then there's this one that we've seen over the second half of the season that has been excellent. Um, and then last week, they kind of get staggered by the Panthers. They run all over them, which the Lions had been really, really good yeah. going into that game against running backs over the last month. So that was really surprising to see. Um, the odds are nice. Like 340 does feel like a really nice value on this because the Packers are at plus 175, Jay. So, Nate, how do you feel about would you be making this bet right now, plus 340 on, uh, on FanDuel for the Lions to make the playoffs? So... Here's the thing. I like to take a risk. I think Dan Campbell has this team on fire. I like them to make the playoffs. I am definitely taking this bet. At this point in the season, like all bets are off as far as who these teams are. The Lions are on a roll. If their defense can hold up, they can win out. I think that the scenario plays out where they do make the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, watch out for the Detroit Lions. This is a team that is good enough to make a run. Like I, I'm talking like deep. Like deep into the playoffs, like I can see them surprising some people and getting to the NFC championship game. The NFC is not that strong. You get the exactly. Eagles and you've got the 49ers who are really tough. But other than that, man, like it's wide open. 
like you said, anybody, you know, with the way that this offense plays, they can beat anybody. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Could you imagine it's highly unlikely to happen, but a Bills and Lions Super Bowl? Like, how oh, that amazing would be fun. Would that, that would be, be? Like, so fun. Nobody would care who won outside of Bills fans and Lions fans. Like everybody yeah. would just be adding yeah. one of those two franchises would get a Super Bowl championship. Jay, I, I like the optimism you have here for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. However, I'm going to go to my first bet that I'm taking right now in the future market. And I'm going business still booming for the Green Bay Applebee's as my headline. And this is kind of just a joke that there's really not a lot to do in Green Bay. Applebee's is going to be popping because the, the Green Bay Packers season still alive after what was a terrible stretch for the Packers. They've won three straight now. I rode that money line with with uh, with them against the Dolphins over the weekend. So I was happy to see that come to fruition. Um, but guys, this is a complimentary football team playing all three phases. Keyshawn Nixon in the return game has rejuvenated the Packers offense yeah. and uh, and the special teams there. So I'm really excited to see what they can do down the stretch here. I think they're going to get in boys. Like I think they are going to be that, that thorn in the Lions' side. They haven't lost twice the Lions in the same season since 2018. And then they have the Vikings this week that they need to win at as well. And uh, haven't lost to them since 2017. I like what we've been seeing, guys. A.J. Dillon's back involved in this offense. Mercedes Lewis, big poppy out there, catching those balls as well. Um, if Christian Watson can get back on the field, I'm riding with the Packers here at plus 175. You guys just went a, you know, the opposite way with, with this, but do you still think that the odds are looking like the Packers could be in the playoffs? And at plus money, I like those odds. So here's my issue with it, is that both of these games are at home. Um, I read it wrong. Both these games are at home. So Come yes, on, I know. I'm sorry, man. I've had family in town for like 80 something hours. It has Say been no a more. long day. Okay. So they've got Minnesota and Detroit at home. Odds are they win at least one of these two games, probably both of these games, unless we see some sort of like miracle from Kirk cousins in green Bay. I feel like green Bay gets out to an early lead in that Minnesota game. I don't hate this. I really don't. I can see the argument for both sides. Like Dan Campbell's got the passion. And while there isn't that passion in green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. He's pissed that the team sucked for the first half of the season. And he's pissed that he's having to fight this hard to get to the playoffs. And I don't think he's going to stop. I think he's angry and he's trusting his young wide receivers. We're seeing Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs actually really involved in this offense and being reliable, Alan which Lazard is not blocking, blocking like a maniac too. Right. I don't know if you guys, don't know if you yes. guys caught that one highlight, but Lazard blocked three people to the ground in one play. It was spectacular. The one catch that he had against the Dolphins too. That was just unbelievable. Just over his shoulder and Rogers just dropped it right in the bread basket. It was Absolutely beautiful. I agree with everything that you guys are talking about. Um, reason I like the uh, the Lions bet a little more is one, Seth, you already had this on the show sheet when I picked, but also yeah. two, um, I feel like the the chances are close, and I would, like Nate said, I would rather take the chance on winning a little more money uh, with the higher odds, but I definitely like the call. Um, Christian Watson's really coming on. You like to see he had been getting the touchdowns before he got injured against the Dolphins. He was also getting the targets, which you really like to see. He's a guy that could take to the house every single time once you put the ball in his hands. Um, to see that, to see Dobbs come back healthy using both of the backs. It's, you know, if the Packers get in, though, they're a dangerous team. I could see them making a deep run as well. And the joy of the future markets right now, boys, is if you think the Packers have a good chance of making it, 
take them at plus 175 for a unit, go down to half a unit and take the lines and you're still going to get the same payday. Hedge your bets a little bit here because it, like Jay said, it could come down to that week 18 matchup. So um, I, I love those two. Those were like two of my favorites out there. Um, here we, we got Herms in the chat tonight. He's Herms. Saying, Nate's hoodie's going to go hard or goes hard, not going to lie. And Nate, you were nervous about that hoodie coming on. I like well, I just thought it might be a little much with my Scott Fishbowl shirt and like, I don't know, but I do it agree me, it slaps, dude. Uh, it Jim, pick this out. Tony Hawk pro skater vibe. Like in, in, yes, and I mean that yes, in the most complimentary yeah. way possible. Oh, thanks guys. I appreciate I love it. it. She also actually ordered this hat for herself and then decided to look better on me. So now it's mine. <laughs> there we go it looks like it looks like a hat jen would wear not not that it, it's it's not a hat you would wear uh dave like laughing at the green bay applebee's joke over there um he, he put the biscuit in the basket referring back to rogers nate in this market what is your favorite bet right now so i'm going with the randy panthers win the nfc south this division is so just like putrid just awful and Carolina has been playing well since Steve Wilkes took over at head coach. Dare I say Sam Darnold has actually looked like a semi-decent quarterback that could yeah. get the team to the playoffs. If he continues playing the way he's playing, they're running the ball. Well, they're playing all phases of the game right now. Well, franchise a, records, franchise records right. on the ground this last week. It, this feels so weird to say, but I think they're going to win the division. I mean, they finish against Tampa Bay and New Orleans. They can beat Tampa Bay. They're if they beat Tampa Bay, they're destiny. tied for the division. And then all they have to do is beat a New Orleans team that is completely beatable because they do the one thing well that New Orleans isn't especially great at stopping on defense, which is run the ball. Um, I didn't. I forgot to write the uh, odds down. I was trying to get into sportsbook as we were talking about this, but I believe it was like plus three hundred. Three hundred, yeah, it's 300 plus three hundred. Okay. Oh no, I did put it down. Oh, thank God. So <laughs> earlier, Nate. Um, so yeah, plus three hundred. I mean, and that's a good return on something that I feel like is actually fairly probable. Jay, how do you feel about it? Because for me, it comes down to this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who obviously they've underperformed, but they keep finding ways to win. Can like you're betting against Tom Brady when you when you take this bet is what what you're basically doing here. Can you do it, Jay? As someone who you you've bet against Tom Brady as a, a Giants fan twice in the Super Bowl and you come out victorious. Yeah, I I honestly I do like it. I don't want to sound you know agree on everything, but this Bucks team is not the Bucks of the past couple of years. The offensive line has been absolutely atrocious. Some of the throws Tom Brady is making, there was I can't remember who it was against, but there was one throw that he was trying to hit Mike Evans in the end zone. It was like a 15-yard pass, and he couldn't even get it to him because yeah, he was pressured. And that's how the Giants beat Tom Brady in two Super Bowls. They got pressure on him. Um, that's been the MO on him. You know, Tom Brady's the goat. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Tom Brady, but he's struggled when pressure, uh, when he's pressured. That's so, why he's always had great offensive lines. Right, right, exactly. So um, it's definitely within the realm of possibilities. Not only is the are the Panthers hot, but it's a divisional game. And, you know, I don't care how good either team is. The divisional games are always close. Um, so the Panthers are playing really good football. It's it's amazing what happens when you have an actual good head coach and Steve Wilkes, which you know I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they keep him. I think he's done a fantastic yeah. job with the team. Um, I think he's going to wind up as a head coach somewhere if he doesn't stay with the Panthers. 
Um, and Darnold, the only reason he's playing well is because of that beard that he's got. I don't know if you've seen it. Probably. It's, it's a very fine beard, and it actually. I don't think it's that good. I thought it was actually a little like I don't know. I, I mean, I mine's like, better. That's what makes but... it good. Is that it's not good. It's the one of the it's scraggliness like, of it. It's like You're... a B movie beard. Like you know, B movies are he good. Looks, because he kind of so looks like an elf. A little bit. Yeah, it kind of does, honestly. Yeah. I mean, which is Maybe fine. He's doing good in December, looking like an elf. I mean, you know, <laughs> new job is an elf. time to shine. Nate, I like you sticking, you know, sticking your, your hand <clears throat> out there for Sam Darnold and the Panthers once again. I personally will not be making this bet. I can't do it because I can't bet against Tom Brady. I've I done get it, it before. dude. You don't always like to win. You like to keep yourself humble. It's that's, hey, I get it. All I totally I'll say it. is Nate went all in on Sam Darnold in, in 2021 with the Panthers, and it didn't work out. So um, completely understandable there. Jay, I want to move forward. What is your other favorite bet here in this future market? So this was my favorite headline to write. Um Brock's big balls bring another Lombardi to the bay. Um, Brock Purdy has looked fantastic under center for the the San Francisco 49ers. And it's because he hasn't been asked to do too much. You know, he's been pretty much Jimmy G, but he's making smarter decisions. Um, This team has one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. I mean, they've got a phenomenal list of weapons. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk, they said Debo should be back sometime soon. Um, Purdy's playing smart, safe football. And I mean, we've seen time and time again when you have a, a competent head coach who knows how to call a game um, and a dominating defense. I mean, guys like Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, you, you don't have to be this incredible quarterback to win Super Bowls. Um, as much as I love him and he's won two Super Bowls, Eli Manning was not like yeah. this amazing quarterback, yeah. you know, granted he, the, what I loved about Eli was he can make the clutch plays. He had the dumb Manning face, but yes, he did. whether he threw a 60 yes. yard touchdown or he threw a pick six, it was that same dumb Manning face. And I, I just think <laughs> Purdy is there where, you know, he's, he's playing with house money, man. He's just loving what he's doing. Um, I would not be surprised, especially as weak as the NFC is to see a team like the San Francisco 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. And then once you're there, all bets are off. Yep. Anything's possible in the Super Bowl. Uh, I really like this because for, look, he's been insanely consistent low to mid twenties in completions. He's throwing anywhere from, well, he's throwing anywhere from 20 to 25 times a game, completing 16 to 17 passes, 200 to 230 yards, passing two touchdowns every game. He's thrown two picks. He does about the thing, same thing every week. His fantasy scores reflect it. What more do you want? And with the weapons he's got and the defense they have, to Jay's point, this is a team that could make a deep run in the playoffs and likely will. It would not shock me if they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And once you get there, I don't care who it is. This defense is very good. I and mean, the Super Bowl is a different stage. And when you put a good defense against a good offense, we saw what happened to the Denver Broncos. One of the best offenses that the NFL has ever seen was shut down by a really, really good defense. Giants in Super Bowl 42. Yep. And actually, um, that's where the Super Bowl is being played. Same place in Arizona. Univer- I don't know if it's still called University of Phoenix Stadium, but uh, the place that that upset happened, dominant defense shut down one of the most prolific offenses in NFL history. Well, and to, to be fair, like Brock Purdy's made some big plays, right? He's not just a game manager. He has right. a live arm. So 
I think if you want to get in on the Niners now is the time because these right. odds are going to shrink, especially with what happened against the Eagles or to the Eagles this past weekend. Lane Johnson, that is a huge loss. He might not be out indefinitely, but that's a very big loss for them. They, they've been losing other other healthy pieces on that defensive line as well. So I'm worried about the Eagles now. Like I, I before this week, Jay, I don't think I would have put any money down on the 49ers because I'm worried about them. If I'm worried about anyone now, it is the Vikings a little bit. They're kind of playing with house money right now. Like they are hot. And whether that's the NFL gods, whether that's uh, KOC coaching them up, whichever way it is, the Vikings do scare me a little bit. But for who should maybe be considered a co-favorite in the NFC to get them at plus 700 on Fandle right. over there, I'm very interested in that number now. I'm no, it's no shame, guys. I went to, I was hanging out at the NFL draft with a bunch of Niners fans. So uh, I'm a Niners guy. Nice, I'll nice humble it, brag know. there, Seth. I like that. Well, I, hey, hey, uh, you know, the Niners fans, they're cool. They're really cool. Mean. Nate, do you have one more bet that you're looking at here in the future market quickly? So I do. I'll be very brief because this is very simple. I really like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow freezes out the competition, takes home the NFL MVP award. And like, honestly, when I looked up this bet, I could not believe it's plus 700 for him to win MVP on DraftKings. That's nuts. All he has done is taken a team that about the midway point through the season, we were going, man, that Super Bowl hangover is just wicked for this team. Like they're going to go from first to, are they going to finish like last in their division? Are they that bad? Is everyone else better to now? This is, we're talking about they're going to make a run. This is a team that might get back to the Super Bowl. And that's because Joe Burrow has elevated his play. He's been more consistent, not just more consistent. He has been absolutely phenomenal, plain and simple. And you can't argue with it. There's no numbers that you need to look at. What you need to see is that he has elevated this team. He is the most, him and Patrick Mahomes. And I don't it's know for me. Is, yeah. I don't know who else should be considered in this conversation. Literally no one. Literally Jalen no Hurts, one. Jalen Hurts, Hurts, Josh Allen, Hurts. You know, I think Hurts is. I think Hurts is out of the conversation for this reason, because their defense is so good that he can make mistakes and it gets covered up. And the Football Writers Association does see that kind of stuff in a quarterback. Not that he's not great, but Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow don't have those elite defenses. They're getting by just putting up a ton of points. The, the injury to Hurts, I think, is going to hurt him the yeah. most here. No pun intended there. Um, Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to get some votes, but there are some really other talented players in that offense, and I just don't think we see a non-quarterback win it, unfortunately, Jay. Um, right now, how do you feel about this, Jay? Plus 700 for Joe Burrow. Is he the favorite in your eyes, or who else, who else would you be considering uh, to lay a bet down here for MVP? I love Joe Burrow. Um, I actually just got a Joe Burrow jersey. I, but I just don't think that he's, he's in the conversation. I personally think Mahomes is a front runner. I think you're still looking at Josh Allen and Jalen hurts and I'm with you. Justin Jefferson should be an MVP consideration, but he won't be because it's a quarterback award. Um, For me personally, I feel like he's, there's too many people to overcome for Joe Burrow to win the award. I definitely think he's well-deserving of it, Nate. Everything you said about him is correct, but I just don't see, you know, if they were in in the running for the number one seed, something along those lines, then maybe. But what Patrick Mahomes is doing with, the you know, Travis Kelsey and others um, and still potentially having that number one seed, the way Josh Allen's played, I think that it's going to be one of those two. Okay. 
Okay. Love that analysis there, Jay. I'm going to move forward with my final bet of the night. And guys, no. this is one that I do not recommend. If oh, you guys ahead. thought I was ballsy, wait okay. until you get okay. Seth's pick. Yes. Here. So all I'm saying, I'm not laying down a unit on this. Maybe a quarter unit, maybe a fifth of a unit, something. Right now, my headline is going to be anything is possible for a Pittsburgh kid, baby. And guys, whether it was Pat McAfee, you know, overcoming all odds, making it to WVU, now a media mogul, whether it was Tyler Boyd, undersized wide receiver from the Berg, making it out, going to Cincinnati, being a stud wide receiver in the NFL, or maybe it was Mr. Effin Rogers taking a local program, national baby. Anything is possible for Pittsburgh kids. And while he's from New Jersey, we're going to look past that. Kenny Pickett is a Pittsburgh kid. Offensive rookie of the year right now for Kenny Pickett over there on DraftKings, guys, plus 10,000. So I know it's crazy. His stats aren't good. He's had five touchdowns, nine picks. Like the stats aren't good. But if he gets the Steelers in the playoffs, that's what you're taking a bet on at this point. If he gets the Steelers in the playoffs, like Garrett Wilson's had a great year, probably going to get over a thousand yards receiving on the season, but that can be overcome if he gets the Steelers in the playoffs. How that happens right now, guys, they beat the Ravens away this week, which I think they can. They almost beat the Ravens last time they played with Mitchell Trubisky throwing three interceptions. Browns at home then in week 18, slam dunk for me there. Deshaun Watson's not going to be able to scramble his way out of that one. They need the Jets to lose at Seattle or to Seattle and to beat Miami. So the Jets need to go one and one here. Uh, Miami needs to lose this week to the Pats and the Pats need to lose at Buffalo in week 18. So it's all those AFC and North teams. You do need a lot to go their favor, but at plus 10,000 for Kenny Pickett to win all offensive rookie of the year. Don't lay a unit down, but lay something on this guys. I, I, I think there's something here. Can anyone, can any of you guys get behind me on this? So, because you know, I'm <clears throat> like a mid key <clears throat> Steelers fan and have been since I was a kid, I can get behind this. Here's something people forget about these awards and when you're betting on them, this is not a fantasy sports award. These writers are not voting on how these guys helped their fantasy teams win championships. What they're voting on is how these players worked in a real life NFL game. When it comes to an, an award like Offensive Rookie of the Year, if Kenny Pickett gets the Pittsburgh Steelers to the playoffs after the mess that Mitchell Trubisky created early in the season, hell yes, he should win Offensive Rookie of the Year because he was the most valuable player to his team. He turned his team around and got them to the playoffs as a rookie. I think what he's done already warrants him in the conversation. Who else are we talking about? Garrett Wilson right now, That's he, he's, he's the favorite in the clubhouse. Jay, how do you feel about this? Obviously, it's only a 2% chance that the Steelers make the playoffs. However, they had very slim odds last year and made it as well. So how do you feel about Kenny Pickett? And are there any other candidates you would consider for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jay? I think it's worth taking a shot just because of the, the payoff. At, at plus 10,000, throw a little bit out there you know we've seen crazier things happen but mm -hmm. i honestly seth i'm sorry i don't think this is a realistic option there's there's at least five or six guys i could see winning it before him garrett wilson kenneth walker christian watson chris olave even though he slowed down a little bit heck if brock purdy takes this the uh 49ers deep into the playoffs and everybody else kind of falls off he could be in the consideration so 
I just I would whatever. I have, a, have I, ha- I have a hard time with Purdy over Pickett because it, Pickett isn't, isn't the award the casted before the playoffs though? So I don't think Purdy would get it. I, I think it's it's think casted, it's before, but yeah, no, it's casted before the before Super Bowl, the, isn't it? Before the they, it's a, it's announced before the Super Bowl, but it's casted. Okay, then the never mind on the party. So that's so not gonna happen. Couple, so that I think is stays. It's sorry. You go ahead, no, Seth. No, you go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. I was just gonna say, and I think that kind of works against Pickett as well, because for me, in order for him to be in consideration for that award, it would have to be more than just making the playoffs. It would have to be making a deep playoff run. You know, if he got them to the AFC Championship, then yeah, I, I could see him involved in that. But it's just okay. it's hard for me to see. Honestly, I think George Pickens has um, a better shot than Pickett. The odds are better for Pickens. The odds are are completely better. Um, we, we got Herms in the chat saying, LFG, Seth, talk your ish. Kenny Pickett, baby. Let's go. Herms knows what I'm talking about. He's been on that train with me. Toronto Dave saying, Seth, making me hype AF. Love you, Toronto Dave. Appreciate it, bro. We got Brad, Brad. from Australia joining the, the chat right now. Love to see that, man. And then we got our guy, uh, Eric, over at Green Screens Media. They do love giving this award to QB. So great point there, Eric. Um, we greatly appreciate all you guys tuning in tonight. We just covered the entire future market for what we're liking right now. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the shoots and ladders edition of temperature check next. If you guys are new to the IBT channel, please subscribe to it. If you enjoy this type of content and let's go ahead and jump over there right about now. Temperature check. That's really spicy. Holy All right. So normally in temperature check, we kind of gauge our players on a scale like a steak. Um, But this this week, I want to do things a little bit differently for the championship edition. I want to play a game of shoots and ladders. Let's just take it back old school like when we were kids. I'm going to throw out a player. You guys are going to tell me, is he going to get, give you a ladder this week and help you climb that rope to the fantasy football championship? Or is he going to shoot you down and uh, spit you d- out the other side? So let's start here with Justin Herbert, guys. We love Justin Herbert. He is the queen um, on a chessboard for this Chargers offense. Been spectacular, makes spectacular throws the last couple of weeks. However, QB 14th over the last month, hasn't topped 20 fantasy points in the last month or 11 fantasy points in the past two weeks. If you have him as your QB in a QB1 league, you're probably not in the championship. But I, I have him in a couple of leagues as my super flex option um, in those leagues. So how do you guys feel about Justin Herbert? Can you trust him at this point in your fantasy lineups? Jay, I want to start with you, my friend. So if you're talking super flex, you pretty much have to. Um, even Certainly. though he has not looked good. Um, he hasn't thrown multiple touchdowns since week 12. Hasn't thrown a touchdown in a game since week 14. And he's had good Crazy. matchups. Um, he's looked good. It's just Austin Eckler has just been phenomenal in the goal line. Um, I don't think if it's one QB, I would be looking elsewhere. Somebody with a better matchup going up against the Rams. Um, who their defense is still playing well. Jalen Ramsey's finally starting to uh, look like the Jalen Ramsey of old with some of the plays he was making this past weekend. I don't think you can trust him in a one quarterback league. I think you have no choice in super flex, but I think that he's going to be uh, shooting down your fantasy championship hopes if you have to start him in a one QB league. Well, yeah. bottom six matchup for the Rams. Uh, the Rams have been over the last month, Nate. So they haven't been friendly to play against, even though we've tried multiple times going back to Rodgers here uh, as well a couple weeks ago against them. 
Well, I thought Wilson was going to have a day. And we he did. did. We, we did. We did. And he did. It just wasn't the day that we had hoped he was going to have. Um, yeah, I'm worried about Justin Herbert and this fantasy championship. If you're in a one QB league, you you play start your other quarterback unless I mean, obviously it's like Trace McSorley. Sorry, Seth. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> there, there are in one QB leagues, there are a handful of options you can safely start over Justin Herbert. In Superflex, it's going to be harder. You're probably going to want to start him, but be concerned and be prepared. Like, that floor is really low for a QB1 in the fantasy championships. Hey, I will say Trace McSorley threw on a dime on that one play to Hollywood Brown. So yeah. he did redeem himself a little he bit. One play. He had one play. One play. One play. That's, That's all it takes. It's, it's more than I've done in the NFL, so <laughs> I can't say too much. <laughs> I I agree with you guys though. Like I'm actually at a point where I have in a super flex league. How do you guys feel about this? I have Kirk Cousins. I'm automatically starting. He's been hot lately, been a QB one over the last month. But my other quarterback option, Justin Herbert or Gardner Minshew. And it, again, assuming Minshew was playing this week, Jay, how would you go in that w- way? Because I feel like that's actually a conversation a lot of people have to have with themselves. Gardner Minshew, QB1 last week. Uh, Nate, you and I were all over that one. We yeah. were. I think it's I think it's a realistic option. Um, t- too many times, and I've made this mistake in the past, is something that I've learned. You can't get married to... There's no way you should start Gardner Minshew over Justin Herbert because yeah. Justin Herbert's, you know, a top oh, five QB in the NFL. Yeah. Fantasy is a weekly game. And right now, Gardner Minshew's probably the better play. Uh, I mean, he looked good. And I think like like you were talking about earlier, um, you know, I think the way Gardner Minshew played kind of hurt Jalen Hurts's MVP potential because not that Jalen Hurts hasn't been phenomenal because he has been I was a doubter. I was wrong. He's uh, been so is Nate. Awesome. So is Nate. Nate still I, gets trolled on tw- Twitter to this day. I will wholeheartedly. Oh, I, I was wrong. Yeah, I, I get was it. Wrong about Jalen Hurts. You know, we're gonna be bad. We're gonna miss calls. So, um, but I think being able to have a Gardner Minshew come in and play that well, um, and almost they they should have beat the Cowboys. Oh but, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that was a great game. That was it fun. Was. Uh, only thing that I didn't like was I don't like the Eagles, but I, I despise the Cowboys even more. So <laughs> I would prefer the Cowboys to lose. But that being said, um, I think that, yeah, I think that Gardner Minshew's the safer play. It really just okay. depends on the matchup. Like if okay. I don't, it, he doesn't have the, the ceiling that Herbert does. So if you're the underdog, if you need that sky high ceiling, Herbert's the play. But if you need somebody who you're, you're fairly confident is going to have a, a decent game, then Minshew's the play. Okay. Nate, I want to move forward with Jared Goff. He's been the QB four or better in three of his last four weeks. Um, only week he didn't was against the Jets. How do we feel about Jared Goff going up against Chicago? The second best matchups to QBs over the last month. So it's painted, man. It's painted for Jared Goff to, to lead us to victory in fantasy football championships. Do you trust him? That is the question. You know, my answer is going to surprise you, me, everyone else who I have been basically shitting on Jared Goff to. Um, yes, I do trust him. Jared Goff got out of a situation that didn't fit his skill set, but for a season, McVay kind of tailored the offense towards other parts and pieces like Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup. Didn't work for Jared Goff, so they moved on. And he 
seems to be fitting with what they're doing in Dallas. They've given him weapons. He's playing well. As we talked about earlier, they're a team pushing to the playoffs. I think it's a big week for him. Um, Here's my question to you and Jay. Would you start Gardner Minshew over Jared Goff? I'd go Goff here. I'd go Goff, man. He's been hot lately. Um, the weapons are coming on for him as well, Jay. Yep. How do you feel about Jared Goff? Obviously a sexy matchup as well. Yeah, I, I would start Jared Goff over Herbert, over Minshew, over a lot of guys. I think the, the matchup is there. Uh, he's at home. Like you said, the weapons are getting healthy. Jameson Williams, you know, has, has made an impact, even though he's still coming back from that devastating knee injury. I think golf is locked in. I mean, he's, he's looked phenomenal. Uh, he's got the confidence. They're saying that they think that uh, he's the, the long-term answer. I don't know if that's true or not, because they're going to have this high pick and maybe they wind up, you yeah, know, we'll having to do right. Let's see. Let's see what, what happens when you have a, you know, somebody sitting in your lap. But I think that, um, I think he's an, a nice start uh, going against Chicago. Like you said, has been giving up a ton of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, this offense has shown. I mean, what was something Zolstra? I can't think of his first name. Had three yeah, touchdowns man. last yeah, week. Tight end. Yeah, yeah, this offense has been hot since they got rid of T.J. Hawkinson. Um, capable running backs. You can catch the ball. Yeah, I'm all in on Cough this week. I think it's a fantastic play. It'd be hard to outside of your automatics, your Josh Allen's, your Patrick Mahomes, guys like that. Golf should be in pretty much every lineup. And it's, it's crazy, but like Jared Goff has been a very strong QB one when you look at season long totals as well. So peak those every once in a while. I know sometimes they can be deceiving, but this late in the season, they can actually be very helpful. And he's been excellent. We, we see players like Trevor Lawrence being a top six quarterback. So just kind of peak those every once in a while. Make sure you're paying attention to those trends. I mean, hell guys, Daniel Jones has been a QB one this season as well. It's been a weird year for quarterbacks, but here we are. We, we, we can't ignore it and then just look back and, and regret not playing Jared Goff this week. We're hammering down on Goff. How do you guys feel about Aaron Jones over the RB position? Nursing that ankle injury, just eight touches here, 5.4 PPR points. Um, but he did have a very nice stretch coming into this game of five double-digit PPR points. Played through that injury in week number 15 as well. Vikings, top 12 matchup for running backs over the last month and two weeks. So not a crazy matchup, but a really nice matchup for him. But guys, A.J. Dillon, he's now a thing. Finally, um, four straight top 20 weeks for Dillon. Nate, can you trust Aaron Jones in your fantasy football championship? You can because if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to need Aaron Jones to play really well. And the way that he plays really well translates to a shitload of fantasy points. I love that. Aaron Jones, look, outside of you can run all the metrics you want in the world. Aaron Jones has been good here. He's been good there. This is they're using AJ Dillon more. They've been throwing more to Dobbs. They're going to do what it takes to win. And part of them winning has been Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon being fantasy relevant. They're going to keep doing that. So you should absolutely start Aaron Jones this week. Okay. Nate's talking me off a ledge here, Jay, because I've, I've been a little nervous. I have some other options in a couple leagues. Um, can you talk any managers down off the ledge as well, Jay? I think Nate said it perfectly. This team, in order to make the playoffs, it's going to have to go through the backfield. They got a, a nice one-two punch. It is scary the way that he wasn't used in some crucial moments of that game, the the last drive of this, uh, the first half. Yeah, but um, he's got Aaron Rodgers trust and that's huge, um, especially in PPR leagues. You know, he loves to use him in the passing game. He can take uh, a little screen to the house um, and 
the state of the running back position at this point in the year, you would have to have some really good options to consider benching a guy like Aaron Jones. Okay. We got Dave in the chat saying, yes, AJ Dillon, love it for you, Seth. And yeah, AJ Dillon was one of my all ins. And the sad part about it is the, the leagues I have AJ Dillon in, I'm not in the playoffs anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, I do have some Aaron Jones still going. So uh, we'll, we'll see how those fare. We got Mr. Scampers back in the chat tonight. He's saying hello Shout to out us. Shout out, Mr. Scampers. Good to see you, Mr. Scampers, as always, our friend. Um, quickly to end out the RB discussion here, guys, how do we feel about Donta Foreman? He's super polarizing. 22 points after a negative performance in week 15. Single digits in four out of his nine games, but over 16 points in four out of his nine games. He can either win you or lose you the week, Jay. Do you trust Donta Foreman in your hometown state here? I guess nope. that is, is that your that is that your hometown state? I think that's yes and no. I was born in New York, but I've grown up here, so I, okay. I call I claim I claim North Carolina as my home state. So okay, um, yes, uh, but no, you cannot trust Donta Foreman. Um, he's been we've seen super high highs, and the floor is literally less than zero. Um, so I think, you know, it's another situation where you very well may have to play him based on what your running backs look like. Um, and we saw Tampa has, you know, given up, you know, traditionally they're really tough against the running back, but they've given up some good performances here recently. So uh, you could definitely do a lot worse, but he's not somebody that I'm confident in whatsoever, especially the way that Chuba Hubbard, uh, Toronto native shout out Toronto for Toronto Dave. Um, has been playing. He's been playing well. Uh, I, you know, they've been a really nice one-two punch here recently. So, you know, Dr. Foreman isn't getting it done. I, you, they could ride the hot hand and give it to Chuba. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that analysis there, Jay. Um, Nate, any thoughts here on, uh, on Dante Foreman? Have we really trusted him at all this season? <laughs> so no, Dude, there was one I point I was buying in. I thought he was. Yeah, one I started I was, a little bit. Look, I was buying into, but here's the thing is that I was realistic about what I was buying into. I knew there were going to be peaks and valleys, but I was willing to take that risk in some leagues. It paid off for me in some leagues. It didn't, but that's, I knew what I was getting into with Deontay Foreman early in the season. I didn't, I mean, there's no way he was going to be a 15 to 20 carry a game guy with Chuba in that offense. It just wasn't going to happen. That said, even this is a division game. This is a different ball game. This is Carolina fighting for that playoff spot. This is Carolina playing for their life in a season. They didn't think they had any life by like week four. <laughs> so uh, this is a different, this is a different beast. I think Foreman probably has a big game because they're going to need to, they're going to need him to, they're going to need to pull out all the stops against Tampa Bay. If they're going to beat Tom Brady, when the division is on the line, there aren't a lot of teams that can do that. Uh, but I think they can. And I think that Deontay, I think Chuba, I think DJ Moore, I think all of these guys, it's worth it. It's worth You're a Panthers guy on. now. You're a Panthers guy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a situational guy. And I think that the situation is telling me that these guys are going to get heavy usage because these are the star players on this team. And they have a shot at the playoffs when they were in the basement. Like they were the butt of jokes. And they all knew it. But now they have a shot at the playoffs. Okay. This is a different ball game. And I just, I like the opportunity and I like the way that they're playing right yeah. now, because there's a lot of uh, energy. Like they're ready to go. They're ready to play. They want to run through a wall. Again, it's amazing what a, a good head coach can do for a team. Look mm -hmm. at the Giants with Brian Dable, because our talent is nowhere near what our record is. Certainly. But good head coaches, man. Yep. Certainly. 
We got Herms Herms in the chat saying Dante is like Taco Bell. It's pretty good, but you have to accept what you're getting into. That, that's very that's very true, good man. Point. Like this is Taco one of those Bell things. Taco Bell gets too much hate. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, too. I'm gonna be on the toilet in about 30 minutes, but it's worth it. It's delicious. Hey, it's the same next day if you're if you're ripping Chipotle. Like, let's be honest, boys. I love Chipotle. <laughs> it's overrated, man. I'm sorry. Chipotle's a little. Give me Quidoba over Chipotle. Oh, never had Quidoba. So I, I, there's actually a Quidoba right next to our Chipotle. Never gone to it. Never Seth, tried. Say Give that again. Much. Say that again. Quidoba. Quidoba. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. All right, guys. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position quickly to round out this segment here. Can we trust Tay Adams? It has been a nightmare as of late. Still getting Raiders fans in my DMs calling me a clown for saying that he, he was going to have a couple bad weeks here. Well, it happened, guys. Hasn't cracked 11 PPR points in three weeks, despite averaging 8.3 targets. Toughest real-life defense coming at him in the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I don't know if I can trust Devontae Adams here, but Jay, the targets tell me I should, that he can slip past. Like, we've seen him slip past the defender in garbage time, get a wide-open touchdown, but are you willing to bank on that in your fantasy football championship? Now, I'm going to sound like a complete hypocrite because I'm going to say the exact opposite of what I said about Gardner Minshew and Justin Herbert, but Devontae Adams is a guy that, outside of being hurt, he's in my lineup every single week. I don't care what the matchup is. He's a talent. Um, one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. Doesn't matter what the matchup is. He can take it to the house. Um, we know that David Carr was uh, – is it David or Derek? I continue to mix those Derek Carr. Up. Derek. Derek Carr. Sorry, old Giants fan in me with uh, David Carr. I do that every single time on FYF. Don't tell Simon that I did that because he rags on me every time. But we know that D Carr loves to get him involved in the game. Um, yeah, I'm starting to bond to Adams no matter what. Okay. Nate, have you had enough with Devontae Adams and the Raiders fans also in your DMs as of late? Uh, I don't really go after the Raiders, except for that one time I went after Devontae Adams <laughs> this offseason. Um, look, I live in Colorado. There are oddly a lot of Raiders fans here, and they hate Broncos fans. So I know how nasty they can be. I leave them be, but I'm also going to be a hypocrite here because I'm not – I. I released a video on player profiler earlier this week, actually on Christmas day that said, just start your studs. Don't get cute with it. Just start the guys that you drafted early and trust. They're going to do what you wanted them to do at this point in the season. However, with Devonte Adams, I don't trust him, especially against San Francisco 6.8 and 3.5 PPR points against two defenses. New England secondary was great earlier in the season, but they're dinged up. All three of their starting cornerbacks are injured. He couldn't get it done against that defense. He couldn't get it done against Pittsburgh, which has been better as Pittsburgh's of late. Pittsburgh's been studly. Like, but, let's just be honest. Boys. They have been. been they have back. been. I don't – I dude, I see him putting up like another like three to six point game in the fantasy championships, and I think people are going to be looking back next week being like, well – that so suck, suck my ship. Where's right that there. line? Like, what's the yeah. type of player that you're willing yes. to start over him? So, like, so in one league, for instance, I have Garrett Wilson. He's got Mike White back. Would you guys consider Garrett Wilson over him? Yes, I yep. can do it. I do it. I don't think I could do it either. I, I see the argument for it. I love uh, Garrett I Wilson. I love Garrett but. Wilson. What about what about like a Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman? Where where do you have those guys, Jay? Rob. McLaurin, I could see uh, 100%. And 
Pittman, I just not with the quarterback situation yeah. in, in in Indianapolis. Um, you know, if they had a solid quarterback, be a different story. But um, yeah, McLaurin, I, I could see. I, I wouldn't do it. Could definitely see the argument for it because I feel like you're running into the same situation with that offense that you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, it could be although, garbage time too, boys. Right. Like like we could be getting some garbage time, and yeah, I just don't think I can do it. But but Nate, I I complete like I'm considering it. Like I am considering it. It, it depends again how risky you can get. But again, there's a good chance if you started Devonte Adams last week, he's not in your roster. Um, guys, we'll just quickly round out this discussion. Are we rolling with Mike Evans this week? It, can we do it? Double digit tar- or double digits just once in the last five games, despite averaging seven point eight targets. Panthers been a very positive matchup for wide receivers over the last month, but Mike Evans just has three touchdowns, three count them three touchdowns since this entire season, none since week four. Like that feels like it's not even real. When we did our projections this summer. I had Mike Evans for like 13, 14 touchdowns. Chris Godwin wasn't going to be healthy. Gronk wasn't going to be there. I mean, this is a guy who's had double-digit TDs most seasons over the last three or four. Jay, I'm not starting Mike Evans this week, and I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do to maybe talk me into it. Yeah, I'm, as much as I hate to say it, I, I would rather look elsewhere. I'd start Garrett Wilson over him. I'd start Terry McLaurin. I'd start Michael Pittman. The way that this offense has looked in Tampa – has just not been good, Mike. And you know there was what last week that he hit him for like a sixty-eight yard touchdown that called back, got called back on a holding call. Um, it's just it's not good in Tampa right now, especially a divisional game. I expect it. I low to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I I would prefer not to. You know, I'm not not going to start uh, Isaiah Hodgins or whatever over him or something like that, but. Mm, I what, about, be... what about Russell Gage? Like Russell Gage is honestly getting a shit ton of work right now and he, he's capitalizing on it. So would you consider Russell Gage over him? Like I think I would at this point. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do okay. that just because it's the same offense. Okay. It's not the talent. And you're right. Russell Gage has been getting a lot of usage here lately. He's had some touchdowns, um, but I would still roll. my. If I'm going to take a shot on a wide receiver and it's between on, on that offense between Mike Evans and Russell Gage, I'm going to go Mike Evans. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and jump forward into some Would You Rather New Year's Eve edition. Right. Would you rather where we throw it back to the high school days? We ask you, would you rather fantasy questions? Also lifestyle advice questions. Um, so I want to kind of just ask you guys in general, like, do you guys like New Year's Eve? Because I still like it. Um, obviously, you guys have kids, so you probably like it a little less than maybe I do, you know, still in my 20s. But overall, I feel like the stress of Christmas is done. We're looking forward to a new year. We're setting goals or, you know, cutting loose for a night. Jay, how do you feel? I, you're about to have your third kid, is that correct? Yes, yeah, it'll be my third child is due in May. So it's a, definitely a different experience of New Year's when you're in your 30s versus in your 20s. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you. I, I feel like New Year's is a little bit underrated. Um, it's definitely a different scene. I, you know, used to be going out to bar hopping, going out with friends, staying out all night, waking up and, you know, not waking up till noon. Well, you can't do that when you got a kid that's going to wake up at five o'clock, no matter yeah. what time they go to sleep. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's kind of transitioned. It's went from doing that, going out with friends and stuff like that to getting with my family and spending time with my parents and my nieces and nephews and all of us getting together and, you know, playing games and stuff like that, doing Jackbox games, stuff like that. So I still enjoy it. Now, um, my kids do not do good with little sleep. So I'm going to be that parent. We are doing a fake ball drop at about nine o'clock. Going to put the kids to sleep. And nice. honestly, I don't know if I'll make it to midnight this year because I'm tired. So we will see what happens. Um, but we're uh, we're gonna go visit some family, have some fun, and, and go from there. Okay, okay. So that brings us to the first "Would you rather" question of the night. Would you rather spend New Year's Eve out on the town or at home? And let's play pretend. Let's say you have a babysitter for the night. Kids are at grandma's. You don't have to worry about them. Would you rather? Would you guys rather stay in the comfort of your own home, enjoy it with your significant other, or kind of go out with a group or just your significant other? Nate, how do you feel about it? Well, the last time Jen and I went out for New Year's, <clears throat> we went to this bar called Charlie Brown's in Denver. Okay. Seth, we'll have to take we'll have to take you there if it's still there. What's oh, cool, cool so about you don't want to take me there? <laughs> well, if you come here, we'll take you. So this is a bar that Jen's older brother, Zach, frequented with his girlfriend. He lived really close to it. And then a buddy of his, his older brother, was the piano player. It was a piano bar. So, like, you could sit at the piano while this dude played on this baby grand. That was a really bad night. (laughs) Um, That was when we lived down in, like, Congress Parkish area, which is, like, pretty downtown, downtown Denver. Okay. that was in 2007 into 2008. I have not really gone out, out for New Year's <laughs> Eve since. We've had people over. We've had some parties and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't even, I think we started falling asleep before midnight, before Jackson was born. Oh, don't tell Honestly, me. Honestly. It's glorious. Like, it's, 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 trust me. You'll get there. You think, oh, these guys are so old. They're so boring. Dude. My my uh, in-laws took my kids a couple weekends ago, and I think I might have told you guys this the other day. We were asleep by 10 o'clock, and it was glorious. Um, now, I will say, I would I would like to go out, but it would have to be more than a babysitter. I would have to have my kids stay somewhere for like two yes. to three days for me oh, to okay. Oh, okay. Okay. catch up on sleep because, okay. man, they – when you're 20-something, you hear these 30-year-olds are like, oh, man, it takes me – can't do it like I used to. Well, it's true because I'm living it. It's true because you do New Year's Eve hard like you do now at our age, Seth. And it's going <laughs> to feel like you packed Canton into one night. Right. There we go. Everything we did. There we go. Condensed. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But Fair I would enough. much rather do the go out with a, a group of close friends and find like a piano bar. Man, I love a piano bar. Just the, the hanging out, singing the song. Like that's so much fun. I'd rather do that where like you're just hanging out with some close yeah. friends, good conversation, yeah. kind of like the vibe in Canton, like spending time with quality people versus oh. the I'm um, over the whole bar hopping, getting, you know, getting over the top drunk type. Did Jay type. just say New Year's in Canton with all our fantasy football friends? <laughs> <laughs> little, little close to the bell for that. Let's move forward to the next question here. Would you rather not be able to eat breakfast foods or dessert foods in 2023? So 
you're losing one of the meals here of the day, whether that's dessert, breakfast, however you want to cut that. Nate, you're a chef, man, or you were a chef. So how do you feel about this? I'm still an at-home amateur chef who just got a pasta yes. maker, ice cream maker, meat grinder. Okay. It's okay. an Aussie product. Look it up if you like cooking at home. Um, I don't like dessert. I just don't. Um, conversely, today we went out to lunch in between writing and working on the podcast and stuff, went to this Mexican place. And they had these enchiladas that came with two over easy eggs on top. And I had them for lunch and it was very good. So if you took breakfast food away from me, I'm not sure what the point of continuing to live would be, <laughs> but it's fine. I don't really care. Okay. Okay. Jay, could you also do without the uh, sweet desserts at the end of dinner or, uh, or, or do you just say to hell with eggs and the rest of them? No, I'm with Nate. I'm not a big sweets guy. Like I, I don't mind a dessert. Like I'm I'm Italian, so I like a good cannoli. But I don't like the 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 super over the top sweet stuff. But man, if you tell me I can't eat bacon, if I can't have a fried egg on a hamburger, country ham, sausage. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's there's this isn't remotely close for me. It's it's give me the breakfast foods. I mm. agree. I agree with you. I, I, like. I like fried potatoes. That's my favorite one. We'll do that a lot of times for the NFL game days, NASCAR races, different things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm with you guys there. Let's go ahead. Let's kick it over to the pop culture scene. Would you guys rather watch Indiana Jones 5 coming out soon? Or would you guys prefer to watch the new Super Mario's Brothers um, coming out in 2023? Or Wonka, which will be out um, at the end of 2023 in December. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Voiceovers by Chris Pratt, Jack Black, Seth Rogen, my guy, Charlie Day, Harrison Ford. He comes back in Indiana Jones 5 with newcomer Phoebe, Phoebe Walter Bridges. Or you guys want the origin story of Willy Wonka, Timothy Chalamet, Keegan-Michael K, a loaded cast there as well. Jay, how do you roll here, man? I've never been a huge Indiana Jones guy. Like, I've seen the movies. They're fine. They're good. But like it's not you know I'm a I'm a big MCU fan like I'm in the theaters for every MCU movie. Yes, Indiana Jones I haven't seen the past couple. Wow, um, you, didn't, the, you didn't see the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, exactly the one oh. that uh, I saw Marcus uh, Marcus G was uh, tweeting about that like it acted like it didn't exist. I was dying laughing when he was out there. Um, Wonka I have absolutely zero interest in seeing. Super Mario Brothers say what you want about the voiceovers and stuff like that. It looks awesome and illumination man the stuff that they do that's the cool thing about having kids is watching the kids movie like all the the despicable me's and the minion stuff is fun to watch Mm -hmm. and you know i grew up the first console i had was the nes playing the original mario brothers so like i grew up as a mario brothers guy it looks awesome and there it looks like they're paying homage to all the right things with the uh the characters that they have in it the way that they're building the world out you know, they're giving some shout outs to Smash Brothers with him fighting DK. I'm really excited for the Super Mario Brothers movie. And, you know, too, Nate, like Seth Rogen, Charlie Day, like that, that right there, back to back, gets me excited for this. Ja- like- Jack Black as Bowser. Like, what more could you ask for? Oh, no, the cast is amazing. And I'm a big uh chris pratt fan as well so i am i am too i'm a fan of the whole cast like honestly this is going to be a really good movie uh 
jam with you dude i own the original uh box set on dvd kids if you don't know what those are they're like cds <laughs> but they play movies oh nice. oh yeah you know right? what the vhs is by any chance i i legit i know yes i did i did grow up with a vhs player yes so i do know vhs i know dvd so <laughs> i'm not that i'm not that young jay so i own the indiana jones box set when they thought they were done after the third one the last crusade with literally last in the title with sean connery right. <laughs> i haven't watched one past that trilogy yeah, that's, that's the three that I've seen. i know there's the crystal skull with shia labeouf and now we've got this fifth one whatever give me the wonka movie I want this, like, I want to find out, I want to find out. So first of all, I'm going to have to look at who the director is, but I feel like this is going to be very Tim Burton-esque. Now, while I don't like, like, the live animation Tim Burton stuff, generally, his actual, like, live action films are fantastic. Like, Edward Scissorhands. Like, his Batman movies were the best Batman movies. His Batman movies were awesome. Paul King is the director. Paul King. Okay, I don't know so who I, that is, but I don't either. But I feel like it's going to be very Tim Burton esque, and I love Till- Timothy Chalamet. He's he's famous for the Paddington movies, apparently. So oh, this is going to get dark. I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, I don't know, dude. Like we grew up on Willy Wonka with um, Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, like, electric. And, he was electric, and that move, dude. That movie, like watching it as an adult, you're like, oh my god, that is so messed up. <laughs> this movie is twisted, and they've done they've they've done some really twisted versions of it with like Johnny Depp, which I love, yeah. and I, I think we're gonna get to an earlier twisted version, and like I mean that kind of stuff's my jam. But okay. I'll probably I'll watch Super Mario Brothers. I don't know that I'll ever see the Indiana Jones movie. Honestly. Okay. A lot of Indiana Jones shade tonight. Herm's in the chat saying, never seen an Indiana Jones film. Honestly, don't plan to. The first two were phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to say. The third like, one was good, too. I mean, but yeah, the first bad. two were, were awesome. Okay, Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jay? Give me Raiders of the Lost Ark. My man, I love it. See, I, I, I'm I'm that new that new school. I actually really like the Shia LaBeouf one, but you know, I was peak kid at that point. You know, I was seven, eight years old when that one came out. So like, to Shut me, that up. was everything. So was in college, <laughs> Jen and I had just met. <laughs> Guys, let's uh, let's shift oh. to fantasy here with the next question. Would you rather have Devonta Smith, wide receiver nine overall this season, or Monroe St. Brown? Um, at cost next season in 2023, Monra Brown, of course, being the wide receiver seven. So um, Devonta Smith, like, let's be honest, his AEP is still probably going to be sixth, seventh, maybe fifth round at highest next year, Jay. Um, would you take the gamble on him um, having another stellar season or a Monra St. Brown continuing what he's done? And let's be honest, like ASRBs or ARSBs probably going to be what? Late third, early fourth round pick. If that's the cost, there's no way I'm going to have I'm Ross St. Brown. Um, if he starts to slide into the fifth, sixth, then yeah, I'd like to take him there because there's, you know, a lot of people are concerned with Jameson Williams coming back saying, oh, he's going to take all the, all the targets, but they play two different roles. I think that they're going to complement each other very well. And, you know, depending on the cost, I, I'll be drafting some Amon next year. But yeah, I think, um, I think I'd probably rather have Devonta Smith because people, Myself included, didn't think that Jalen Hurts could support two fantasy viable wide receivers, and he's proven that he can do it and a viable tight end. Um, yeah, I think that if those are the ADPs, it's Devonta Smith, and it's not remotely close. 
Okay. Nate, would you also be rolling with Smith here? He's been electric the last couple of weeks. And, like, man, he is, like, one of the most disrespected Heisman I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the dude was an absolute clinic in college. And I think he just got overshadowed this season because A.J. Brown moved to Philadelphia. But how many times – I said it before the season started – how many times have we seen wide receivers benefit from an alpha next to him? Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith-Schuster, time after time. And T. I Higgins. Like that's yeah, T. Yep. Higgins. And, and that's, what we're Boyd. Yep. that's what we're seeing here, man. So are you willing to go Devonta Smith next year? Do you want to pay up for ASRB? So <clears throat> I'm going to pay up for ASRB. Um, on this past Thursday on my Player Profiler show, we talked about their dynasty rankings. Okay. So here is their top five receivers. Justin Jefferson at one, Jamar Chase at two, CeeDee Lamb at three, A.J. Brown at four, Amon Ra at five, ahead of Waddle, Diggs, and DK. Wow. You think that's spicy? Wait. That's too much. No, wait. Here's how I would have it ranked uh, if it were me, if uh-oh. I had my dynasty rankings out there. Obviously, J. Jeff, Jamar, A.J., Amon Ra, C.D., I bump Amon Ra one up. I think he's right behind AJ Brown. I think this Detroit offense is very, very good. I think next year with a year under their belt together with Jameson Williams, a year healthy, what is this offense going to do? This is going to be one of the best offenses in the NFL guys. I don't, I don't know. I know it's spicy, but I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking the sun God all day, man. Okay. All day. So Nate's the alpha. Okay. Nate's going to have a lot of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown looks like next year. He's forecasting. We got Dustin in the chat tonight. He's saying late, but happy to see three of my favorite people on a stream together. Hey, Dustin, good to see you. Uh, Thanks for making time for us on your busy uh, holiday week, man. We greatly appreciate it. Guys, final question here for you. And I will just say I'm with Jay. I'm paying down a little bit for Devonta Smith last year. I have him a lot of places this year. He's been phenomenal. I'm going to ride that wave into 2023. Last question here for would you rather um, would you rather not be able to have a microwave or an air fryer for a year or not wear socks for a year? You guys have kids, so you probably use the microwave and or air fryer consistently. I, I, I might just be making assumptions. No, um, you're right. <laughs> Jay, how do you feel about it, man? Are you taking the two big utensils away from feeding feeding yourself and or your kids or – do you want to go without socks? Because maybe in North Carolina, you can get away with it a little bit. Up here in PA, though, like I can't not be wearing socks at this time of year. See, the, the it's not the weather thing for me because the cold or hot, it doesn't really bother me. I grew up walking around with no shoes, and it's not like, oh, yeah, we just got indoor plumbing as well. But it was just, you know, just walk around, whatever. I don't like wearing shoes without socks. Your feet get nasty. They stink. Man, but that not having that microwave <laughs> would be tough. Uh, I think, I think I would still go without the microwave. I think I want okay. the socks just because I am. I can't wear shoes with no socks. It just drives me insane. Your feet sweat, gets yeah. nasty. It's just no. I can't do it. Get get some kind of fungus under your toes. Like no, I can. I'll figure out <laughs> something else for them. Okay, heat, you know cook my kids food or heat it up or whatever 
the hey dudes are nice you can rock no socks in the hey dudes but outside of that i agree with you jay dustin in the chat he's saying i love both of these things but i cannot live without socks in wisconsin he says i have two pair of socks on right now it's so cold so man hope it warms up up there in wisconsin for you dustin nate how do you feel about this you're probably like f the microwave i'm a chef i don't need it oh no but i need the air fryer i <laughs> I, I cook everything in the air fryer. I've almost stopped using our grill because the air fryer locks in the juiciness of most of the meats. Still oh, get that crispiness. Okay. You still get the Dude. nice crust. But also I cook Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. Oh, that's Ooh, so okay. good. I've done I that. roast peppers in the air fryer. Oh, okay. Uh, fries, obviously corn dogs, things of that nature. Um, asparagus. Best way to potatoes. Is in an air fryer. Yes, I do agree with that, Jay. That Have you ever good. done when I was actually trying to lose weight and was trying to eat healthy? Put um, carrot chips in there, and okay. then just put like a little um, little oil, little salt on there, and it's like a healthy snack okay. for you. And it's it's actually good because you get the sweetness of a carrot mixed with the saltiness of salt. So it's a. Uh, I love it. But man, it's good. Like doing frozen wings in the air fryer is mm -hmm. amazing. Because yep. man, you still get that crispiness. It's and it's, it doesn't take that oh, long. No, Jay, what you've got to do the best way to do wings is you bake them in the oven at 375 for an hour, okay. pull them out, let them cool, toss them in a bowl with seasoning, and then air fry them. But you only have to do it for like five minutes. Okay, go ahead and uh, shoot me that, text me that real quick. I will, yeah. oh, I will, I will. Um, so I don't like wearing socks anyway. I don't care what time of year it wow. is. Wow. <clears throat> the only wow. reason I'm, I'm wearing socks right now, not because it's cold. I mean, it is. I'm, I moved my studio from the basement upstairs on a corner. So with two huge windows now, so it's still cold. But my feet were sweaty earlier when I was cleaning the house and I just mopped the floors. If I hadn't put socks on, they were going to mark up the floors. And I wanted Jen to come home to clean floors so I put <laughs> socks on and I just haven't taken them off yet. Um, I buy socks. I will, okay. I will snow shovel in my boots with no socks on. Okay. If you'll let me. Okay. I can't live without socks. So buy microwave, but buy air fryer. It's that's Herms very in tough. the chat, he's saying the utility of appliances outweighs the purpose of socks. 10 out of 10. So he's with you, Nate. Good to see that from Herms weighing in. And then we have Dustin saying, forget Dustin. carrots. Get some sliced pepperoni and throw that in the air fryer for like three minutes. Little crispy pepperoni chips. So good, but so unhealthy. And Justin, that's why I take cholesterol pills. <laughs> I like what Dustin, where his head is at. Because yeah, right. I've actually done this since I was a kid in a microwave. Put it oh. on a plate, but I mean, it's so freaking good. But the only problem with doing it in the air fryer, because it's got the little fan up top, oh, yeah. they, they blow around. up, they get stuck on the, the heating oh. element at the top. It's It doesn't work quite the same, at least okay. for me. Dustin, if you have some tips that it works for you, because I tried that. But man, I love doing that in the microwave. Do it. I line up a plate, completely fill it up for like, put in like two minutes, dab some of the oil off, do it for another two minutes. Oh, it's so freaking good. You guys, <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had dinner yet. This isn't, yeah. this isn't fair. Well, we'll try to get you guys out of here. We'll move into our final segment of the night. We'll round it out, as always, with some In the Scope. Guys. I have the stars in my sights. Requesting permission to engage. In the Scope. 
All right, in the scope. All season long, if you guys have been tuning in, Nate, Scott, Jen, and I, and now Jay, we've been saving you fab, guys. Like, we really have been. And, Nate, like, we're going to do our all-in-the-scope all team next week. So we're actually going to put together a team of the best players that we recommended a week early before they hit the waiver wires. Um, so let's just start with the mainstream options, as always. These are the players that, if you need a play, they should be on your rosters, even if you just want some depth this week. Um, and then we're going to talk about our in-the-scope uh players who you can get off of off of free agency tomorrow for zero cost. So starting at the quarterback position, we've already talked about him, but Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, both sub 30% rostered. If there is no Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew could be a QB one again. So have him in mind. And Brock Purdy, Nate, you highlighted it earlier in your column today. Three straight performances for him, over 16 PPR points. So he's a solid, rock solid floor. Um, at the RB position, some intriguing names. James Cook, his roster percentage really dipped over the last couple weeks, had a really strong week 16 performance, 26.7% rostered. Look for Tyler Algier as well. We almost got a fight in the IBT media office chat over the weekend. Bo coming at me for, for saying that Tyler Algier is a better player than Zach Moss. Hope, hope whoever asked that question, whether it was Sven or Dave, I hope you didn't play Zach Moss over Tyler Algier. How about Nate? Well, then you got mad at me because you're like, you just told me elsewhere. Otherwise, on the show, I was like, but we didn't know Nick Foles was going to be the quarterback. That changes things. Yeah, so, well, well, Tyler Algier still had a better day. So, uh, F -F -F yeah, right, exactly. on me there, Nate. Um, Chuba Hubbard, 26.3% rostered. I highlighted him a couple weeks ago on In the Scope. He's been phenomenal ever since. If you need a play to get you about 9 to 12 points, Chuba Hubbard might be your guy. It's risky, but Gus Edwards out there, 30.6% rostered as well. In the wide receiver market share, Isaiah Hodgins, somehow still 1% rostered in the ESPN leagues. He needs to be rostered and picked up. Jahan Dotson, my Penn State guy, 30.2% rostered. Romeo Dobbs, he's now on a lot of waiver wire columns. People are liking him this week against the Vikings, a very plus matchup for wide receivers. He was my in-the-scope call last week, so I think he could be a really good uh, addition this week. DJ Chark, um, Darius Slayton as well at 47.6% rostered. These are the mainstream wide receivers to go get. Jay, is there one in particular of, of this wide receiver list that sticks out that you wouldn't mind throwing in your lineup this week? I had to pick one guy. It's honestly probably Isaiah Hodgins. And I know you got Darius Slayton on there as well, but he's been seeing the usage in the red zone. Um, he's had a lot of uh, targets over the past couple of weeks. He's got touchdowns and I believe three of the past four games. I think that he's somebody who should have a relatively uh, safe floor. And if he's able to get a touchdown or two, decently high upside as well. Okay. Nate, you talked about Hodgins a couple weeks ago as you're in the scope candidate. He's come through as of late. He's been phenomenal as of late. I think he's actually been the wide receiver 15 over the last month. Best matchup for wide receivers this week. So I think highlighting Hodgins there, Jay, um, is very well done. Nate, take it away, though, with your in the scope candidate. After waivers run tomorrow on Wednesday, who are you maybe looking to add as maybe you're playing in a, in a week 18 league. Maybe you're looking at playing them this week in case of emergency breaks glass. Who are you looking at? So I really like Pierre strong and the running back situation in new England isn't pretty by any means, but Pierre strong has shown some flashes and he's kind of fitting in there with Ramondre. 
this isn't a bad week for him. It's not a terrible matchup against Miami and Miami's likely without Tua. So their offense is going to struggle a little bit, which plays to new England's ability to run the ball. And I think we see Pierre strong be a part of that. He's kind of a boom run guy. He can get a big chunky yardage. He's able to blow through the line, get around the corner. I like him as an RB two, RB three. Oh, Damian Harris here. I don't think Damian Harris, from what I've heard, Damian Harris is not playing. I could be completely incorrect. But it doesn't feel in Damian Harris pulling Kenny Galladay and just he knows his free agent. This team likely isn't making the playoffs. He's just yeah, like, he's, I'm, he's been ruled out. Right. Damian I'm, I'm gonna be held, I'm gonna be healthy for free agency. This is admittedly a dart throw. I know last week he had a four percent snap share. He had two catches for 10 yards, three people, whatever. This is. I think we're going to see more of him against Miami. I think this kind of game script is going to allow New England to just kind of run the ball a ton, and the weather's not going to be great for this game. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be chilly. It just it screams to me, this is going to be a run-heavy game. New England has to win here. So pound the rock. It's what they do best, and I think they all go back and forth between Ramondre. I think Kevin Harrison. Kevin Harris needs a little bit of work, but Pierce Strong is a bat, the pass-catching back between him and him. He's likely to see more targets. Ramondre hasn't done the targets lately either. So it's a dart throw, but I mean, what's left on the waiver wire anyway, guys. Okay. So Nate throwing a little shade on the current waiver wire situation. Love to hear that. Um, Jay, how, how, how are you going here? How are you approaching this, uh, this week 17 waiver wire? Are you going with a a running back like Nate? Are you taking it to a different position? I'm taking it to the wide receiver position, and a lot of people um, with Brandon Cooks coming back for the Houston Texans were kind of just throwing Chris Moore to the side, and he's been productive even though, you know, Nico Collins is out. He's on the IR. He's out for the season um, with it, you know, only having two games left. So he's locked in as the number two option. Over the last eight weeks, he's averaging six targets, four catches, and 47 yards, which is a pretty safe floor for somebody who is available is, excuse me, only rostered in 8%. I looked at Sleeper. I'm not sure what it would be on ESPN, but 8% of rosters on Sleeper. Even with Cooks back, he left led the team in wide receiver snaps against a Jaguars team that can put up points with the best of them. Uh, the Houston Texans are likely going to be chasing points. And as we know in fantasy, garbage time counts just like the rest of it. So, I think he's somebody, you know, if you need a flex play, have a wide receiver that got hurt this week and got somebody that you need to throw in. I think you can do a lot worse than Chris Moore. Yeah, man, I'm on the Chris Moore train. We've been there a couple weeks. Um, Scott highlighted him a couple weeks ago as his in-the-scope candidate, but no one's picked him up. Like, he's still floating out there. Nate, he was your sure thing sleeper of the week here last week. I don't think he hit hit the quota we need him to hit, um, but still a very good, you know, he's got a solid floor right now. So I don't mind throwing out Chris Moore this week. Um, I don't mind picking him up. He, he should definitely be rostered in more leagues at 8% rostered. So I think this is a good call here, Jay. All right. Yeah. And uh, Jay, just so you know, there there are some tips in, in the chat here from Dustin looking back at the pepperoni okay. in, in the – in the air fryer basket. So you can look back at that. Um, Dustin also saying he does love Isaiah Hodgins, especially um, loves him this week. So Dustin has my number. He can shoot me a text with those. Okay. Tips. 
Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, guys, I'll round us out here with my in-the-scope candidate for week number 17. And I'm going to go with Russell Gage here. And I know we've kind of talked a little bit of shit on the Tampa Bay offense, but Russell Gage has been that spark as of late. And, like, I don't think it's crazy to think he might be the better play here over Mike Evans. He has been um, so far the last couple of weeks here. Wide receiver 13 over the last three weeks. Julio's back, but he's not fully healthy and they do need to win the NFC South this week, averaging 6.7 targets over those three weeks. 15 red zone targets on the season as well, which is 11th best. So he continues to score and see high volume, or not high volume, excuse me, high leverage opportunities. So I really like Russell Gage this week, specifically against the Panthers. Seventh best matchup for wide receivers over the last four weeks. DJ Chark goes over 100 yards last week. Deontay Johnson, 10 for 98 the week before. And the week before that, three weeks ago, Marquise Goodwin, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, all over 17 PPR points. I think if you're looking for a floor play with a little bit of boom, Russell Gage out there available in over three quarters of ESPN leagues. I think he's a shot in the dark here. But guys, right now, I like him a lot better than what I'm seeing on the waiver wire. Um, Old Russell Gage, who I haven't been kind to in the past, but I am kind to now. So Nate, um, any love for Mr. Gage out of you? I mean, he's seeing enough volume to where it makes sense the last two weeks. 62% target share, 53% target share, 12 targets, six targets. And I think against Carolina, that volume will be similar. If he can capitalize on it, I think this is a really good play. I mean, he's not likely to catch J.C. Horn, right? So um, this could be a sneaky, like, mid to back end wide receiver, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking more like, you know, if you need a flex play, if you're in a two flex league, I think Russell Gage could be a pickup here if you're in desperate times right now. Jay, any love for um, Russell Gage? You kind of went on a little bit of a promo clip earlier, uh, shitting on Mr. Tom Brady and and company. No, I I like it. I think that he's a perfect type of flex play. You're looking for a guy on a a team that is going to have to throw the ball a lot, and he's getting a high target share, so... uh, you know, you want that's what you're looking for with these types of plays, guys that are getting the volume that aren't, you know, I still wouldn't play him over. I, I, I hear everything you're saying with Gage. You're you're not saying anything wrong. It would be hard for me to still start Mike Evans, excuse me, Gage over Mike Evans. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. as a flex play, you know, three wide receiver leagues, uh, I would be more than happy to throw Gage in, um, especially with this matchup going against the Panthers. Excellent. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys being here tonight. I appreciate all the IBT family who tuned in throughout the show. It's great to see you guys here uh, kind of in this in-between holiday weekend. Jay, one more time, man. Tell us where we can find you, support you individually and the FYF clan because, I mean, you guys just continue to kill it, man. And I'm just happy to know you guys and, and witness this rise to mild success, great success, whatever you want to categorize it. Um, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I am, uh, like you said, part of the team over at Front Yard Fantasy, and we think very highly of all of you guys as well. Me and Nate were talking about it earlier. You know, I just I love everything that you guys do. Um, best way you can support us is going to the YouTube page, subscribing there, Front Yard Fantasy. We have a Discord as well. Hop in the Discord. Um, if you look in the links at the top of our YouTube page, there's a link there. Um, we've got a we've got a ton of stuff going on right now best uh, the thing that's consistently every single day a morning show i'm not on it but i, I help put it together uh, seven through 
7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern every morning on the Better Sports Network. It streams live on our YouTube. Um, a lot of fun. Just take our, basically what we like to do at Front Yard Fantasy is take a little nonsense, mix it in with some fun and some football and, you know, have a good time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that is an electric morning show, man. I, I, every time I get to tune into that, I am very pleased that I did so. So guys, make sure you are checking out Front Yard Fancy. Make sure you're subscribed over there. As for Nate and I, we'll be back on Friday with another edition of the In Between Fancy Football podcast. We're working on some really cool stuff for the IBT family. We've got some giveaways coming out in the new year. I'm excited to launch here in just a little while. And we just got a, a lot more content coming your guys' way. We want to best serve the IBT family um, through the end of this season and into the new year as well. So, guys, take care. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we'll see you soon, guys. Until then, keep it in between. Thank you. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice. 